Welcome to our Frontline City Church podcast. This message will activate and inspire you in the supernatural love of God to find your purpose and reach your destiny through Christ. Okay, so the first type of healing that Jesus did is the, the Greek word laomia. Everybody say laomia. Okay, this means to cure, to doctor, to be doctored. It means it's a healing power that brings about healing progressively. Okay. In other words, it reverses the condition. It brings restoration. That's the first kind of healing that Jesus did. Laomia. Okay. An example is, let's say you go to the doctor and he gives you antibiotics. And you go home and you're feeling all miserable. And you take the first antibiotic pill and then a little while later you say to whoever in your family this stuff doesn't work but guess what what does the doctor say complete the course some of us we get prayed at church and we go home and we say ach the pastor's prayer doesn't work you know it's just one of those Sundays. Maybe God doesn't want to heal me. But God has done a laomia on you. The second you get prayed for, the split second you get prayed for, in the heavenlies, God says, yes, be healed. But sometimes that healing progressively manifests. Do you hear what I'm saying? Does that make sense to you? It doesn't mean he did not divinely heal you. It means he divinely organized your healing. And we've got to take our spiritual antibiotics on a daily basis, which is the word of God. Hey? You've got to keep speaking and practicing the word of God over your life. Laomia. Say Laomia. Amen. Some of us, and I'm not looking at any men, will take antibiotics for the first two days. Start feeling better and then leave the rest. Come on, guys. And then next time you're sick and you wonder why. Complete the course. Spiritual antibiotics, your word. The word of God. Amen. So, guys... When somebody lay hands on you, or when you lay hands on somebody to pray for them for healing, and nothing seems to have changed, it doesn't mean that nothing has changed. It means that something has already taken place in the spiritual realm. And it's not just the pastors. All of you that are saved and serving Jesus, put your hand up. Okay, if you haven't put your hand up, please come to the altar. Are you saved at serving Jesus? So put your hand up and say after me, I can pray for people to be healed. 
until the person next to you, they can pray too. Okay? So the, the thing is, if you look at the lepers in the Bible, the ten lepers, Jesus prayed over them and they went on their way. As they were going, it was a period of time, they got healed. I would have thought that instantaneously, whoops, they would be healed. But as, as they were going along, as they were going along, as they were walking, as time was passing, they got healed. Only one came back to say thank you. Okay. But Jesus did the healing. It happened instantly. The manifestation was a progressive healing, a laomia. So suddenly that takes away the fear of laying hands on people, doesn't it? Come on. Okay, that was some of the ways that Jesus did healing. Right, the second type of healing that Jesus did was the word, forgive me Greek scholars if I'm not pronouncing it right, therapeo. Say with me, therapeo. Doesn't it sound like therapy? Okay. Therapeo is the healing touch with a corresponding action. It's a healing touch with a corresponding action. In other words, in 95% of the miracles that Jesus did, he healed them therapeutically, if I can put it that way, with, and the person being healed had a corresponding action. Remember in the temple, the man with the withered hand, what did Jesus say to him? Stretch out your hand. And he got healed. Hey, there was another one, the the paralyzed man. What did Jesus say to him? Pick up your bed. So he picked up his bed and then he walked. A corresponding action. When you lay hands on people to pray for them to be healed... Are you too scared to make sure there's a corresponding action? You see, that's what we as believers do. We quickly lay hands on them and we disappear. You know, because it wasn't like flashbang, there they they again, Michael. Okay. But we have to work the miracle. We have to take the people by the hand and say, come. Do the corresponding action. When somebody does a corresponding action, what happens? Faith is released. And things begin to happen. What is your corresponding action that God has instructed you to do? What we do... We pray for somebody and we think, oh, it's dependent upon me. Nothing is happening. Why aren't they getting healed? And you just hope quietly that you can disappear and they can disappear and this can all go away. Okay, I've been there. Has anybody else been there? Okay. 
Wonderful, it's not up to you. All you've got to do is, Holy Spirit, what is the corresponding action? Holy Spirit, what is the corresponding action you want me to do? Some of us need to pray again and again and again. And listen, God can heal just like this. I've experienced it where he's healed me of things just like this. But sometimes the healing is progressive. Sometimes it's therapeutic instantly there, but I have to take a corresponding action. Healing is for today. If you actually think how many times you've been prayed for, and the fact that you're sitting here today is that God has healed you. Miracles have taken place in your life. The Jesus we serve is alive and well and still healing today. You've just got to decide. And yeah, Lord, what are you going to do today? The progressive healing? Because it's mine instantaneously. It just manifests over time. Or the instant healing with a corresponding action. Holy Spirit, what is the corresponding action? Sometimes you're going to pick up your bed and walk. You know, we so focus on our ability and our anointing level and our spiritual level and how many hours we've prayed and those are all good things, okay? But don't you think it's time we look into the eyes of Jesus and dare to believe his word? What's it going to take to have us step out of our comfort zones and say, it's not dependent upon me. It's dependent upon him and his word. It's his spoken word. It's obedience to what he tells you to do. The disciples walking along. And the man begging for money. And they said, silver and gold have a none. But such as I have, I give unto you. What is he giving unto him? Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And he took him by his hand, the corresponding action. And he pulled him up. And he began to walk. What is your corresponding action? When somebody doesn't manifest the healing straight away, pray and pray again and pray again. Sometimes healing is not like instant coffee. Sometimes healing is like good percolated coffee that takes a bit of drawing, a bit of prayer. Huh? You can see I like coffee. Okay. Um, Matthew 4, verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing, therapeo, all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases among the people. So let me just explain this to you, okay? 
so Jesus went about and doing a, a healing, the therapy with a corresponding action. Healing all kinds of sickness. The Greek word yeah, is nosos, which means terminal conditions for which there is no natural cure. Cancer, maybe COVID. Whatever is permanent and the doctors declare incurable. It can also be a sickness that was the result of evil spirits. An infirmity. And then it goes on to say all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. That word disease is malachia. Okay? It means crippling, disforming, debilitating, nervous conditions, muscle conditions, bone problems, any of those kind of conditions. You see, family, when the Bible says Jesus heals all our sickness and all our disease, he really does. We're just going to believe. We're just going to do what he tells us. I'm not the greatest healer around. Jesus is. Amen. And it's time we focus on Jesus and get over ourselves, over our self-conscious state. Forget what people are going to think. Hey? We're so focused on our self-preservation that we would rather not be obedient to the King of Kings than to pray for somebody in case we get made a fool of. Maybe God wants to heal you. Maybe God wants to set you free. Oh, I can't go forward. What will they think? So you'd rather befriend your condition. And you walk with that sickness because you're too embarrassed to let go of it. What happens if a demon manifests? I'll just die. I won't go forward. Because I'm too scared. Ah, stay friends with your spirit of infirmity. A miracle in your body happens exactly the same way as the miracle of salvation. What happened when you got saved? You knew that you were going to go to hell as a sinner. And you decided, you decided to believe in a God you can't see. That you got no physical evidence for. And you said, okay, I will pray the sinner's prayer. Lord, I repent. God, I don't know if you're real. But if you're real, come into my heart. Forgive me. I want to be your child. And instantly it happened. And you had faith for that. The same with healing. If you can be saved, you can be healed. It's the same thing. They're twins. Salvation and healing are twins. They cannot be separated. 
If you say you're a Christian, then you have healing and you should be operating in the healing power of Jesus. It doesn't take a special preacher. It doesn't take a tele-evangelist from America. It takes you. Is this making sense? Laomia, progressive healing. Maybe God's want to use you today to pray for somebody for progressive healing. Or maybe, like Jesus did, 95% of the time, he's going to use you with a therapeutic, instant healing with a corresponding action. But we're so scared to listen to him because we're more concerned about our self-image than being obedient to God. Exodus 15, verse 26 says, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which was brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Say with me this scripture. I'll read it to you first and you can repeat it to me. Hebrews 13, verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Memorize this. Say with me. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if it says that, then the Jesus that operated on the earth 2,000 years ago is the same today. Who does he operate through? You. You. He's the same. He lives by his spirit in you. Your mortal souls and bodies have been energized by the living God. You can pray for people. I always tell my ladies, get over yourself. Hey, get over yourself. Get over yourself. It's not about you. Jesus Christ, the same. He doesn't change like shifting shadows. Come on. I'm just trying to see what it is I can leave and skip. Let's go to Matthew 4, verse 24 to 25. Before I do, I want you all just quickly to stand up, shake yourself, wake up. I know it's hot. Stop thinking of your Sunday lunch. Okay. Right, sit down. Let's go for it. Matthew 4, verse 24 to 25. And his fame went through all Syria, and they brought unto him all the sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments, and those who were possessed with devils, and those who were lunatic, and those who had the palsy, and he healed them. And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee, and from Decapolis, and from Jerusalem, and from Judea, and from beyond the Jordan. I want to focus on one word here. Okay, we've discussed the diseases, the diverse kinds of diseases, and it says diseases and torments. 
me. Being sick is lacquer. I know. When I was in hospital in January in ICU, I hated every second of it. It was not fun. Being connected to all kinds of pipes. Not knowing if you're going to survive and live the next 10 minutes. Sickness is torment. It steals your life. It steals your well-being. It steals your ability to live in abundance. I know. I know. What are you going to do? Disease and sickness comes with a tormenting spirit. I know I would sit there during the night hours and I would be too afraid to close my eyes in case I didn't wake up. And I would pray for day. And I would look and five minutes have passed and 10 minutes have passed and I would pray for light. Oh God, just let me survive till the morning. God, let me just survive till the morning. But then I had an encounter with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because I dared to put myself out there and I said, I don't care what happens. I'm going to have everybody pray for me that I can. I don't care what the manifestation is. If it's demonic, then those demons must my manifest and I'll get over it. I don't care. But what I do want, I want my life back. What are you facing? What are you dealing with? God healed me in January. And it's been a progressive Lioma healing for me. In February, well, when I came out of hospital, beginning of February, and Hannes, you can bear witness, I couldn't walk five meters without oxygen. It would be... And then I would have to stop. And I would walk a little bit more, and I would have to stop. And my hands would turn dark blue, and my lips would turn blue. Friday, I went to clear water. I walked 3,000 steps without oxygen. I am progressively being fully restored. My healing happened instantly when I was prayed for by Apostle Nikki and all his pastors. All of them praying for about 10 minutes over me. You know what? It's like after that, 
I'm not faced anymore. God must do what he wants to. If I'm going to fall on my face and weep, it's not that drama. So what? God restores life. That's the mission of Jesus. And that should be your mission. To restore life. Because you've been given life. Some said to me, didn't you know you were getting so ill? When I went into hospital in January, my base level oxygen was 57. Most people get into ICU when their base level oxygen is below 90. Mine was 57. And I still thought about going into hospital. And they said to me, but couldn't you tell? No, I couldn't tell. I just knew I was getting tireder. But you see, over the years, I'd got used to the condition. And I'd befriended it. And that was just who I was. The woman who can't breathe. And if she walks five meters, she sounds like a steam train. So I stopped breathing. I would hold my breath so people couldn't hear me breathing heavily. And my condition got worse and worse and worse. Until that day that I was desperate enough to get over myself. I need Jesus come. And he began the healing work in my life. I have been completely and utterly healed. I've testified that the, the cardiologist and the pulmonologist said to me in January, Hannes, remember, you will never be without oxygen. You will have to sit upright like this and sleep for the rest of your life on a desk hooked up to oxygen. I sleep well on my back at night. Thank you. Was it a journey? Yes. For me, it was both Therapia and the progressive healing. I had to do corresponding action. The day after I was prayed for by all those great mighty men of God, I got onto my rowing machine, hooked up to oxygen, and I rode 200 meters. The next day, 220. The next day, 250. Now, five kilometers is average. You've got to do a corresponding action. What has God told you? The other thing God told me at that time, he said to me, he spoke to me, I'm not saying you've got to do this. He said to me, so financially into your healing. And the amount he told me was very scary because it meant I had to empty my savings account. And I went, ah! but God, what if? And God said to me, what if? So I thought, yeah, okay. And I took everything out of my savings and I sewed it. The very next day when I woke up, my oxygen level, that baseline had gone up by 5%. A count of five. 
yeah, I'm still on a journey. But watch this spot, baby. You see nothing yet. What about you? What about you? What about you? Sometimes we befriend the spirit of infirmity so much. I want to say, if you've been to witch doctors, or if you've worshipped ancestral worship, or astrology, your star signs, or any form of the occult, occultic games, occultic movies, you opened yourself up for spirits of infirmity, not only to invade your life, but the life of that of your family. It's time we deal with ourselves. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, forever. Jesus heals and he delivers. God is not evil. Satan is a tormentor. Satan is a tormentor. Don't tell me it's nice sitting day in and day out, having needles poked in you, having constant pain. Jesus heals and delivers. Maybe some of you are facing a condition that keeps on repeating. So I'm saying to you, maybe it's time for deliverance. Ask Jesus, what does he say? And be obedient. Jesus asks many times of us. And if you look in the Bible, he would go up to people and he would ask them, do you want to be made well? So I'm asking you, do you want to be made well? Amen. Or do you want a journey in friendship with the spirit of infirmity for the next 20 years or 30 years or 38 years? Are you still with me? You're not asleep? Amen. I want to quickly read the story about... A man who was sick for 38 years. And John 5 verse 1 to 10. After this, there was a feast of the Jews. And the Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now in the Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Jerusalem by the sheep gate is a pool, which is called in Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porches. Now listen to this carefully as I read. In these lay a great multitude of sick people. Blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. So we've got to establish some facts here. A multitude of people. What's a multitude of people? A lot. Hey? You're not quite a multitude. All right? In the spirit you are, okay? But there's a pool. And there's all these sick people lying around the pool. That pool used to be where the rich people were. A nice pool. But now, if I read this, they were waiting for the moving of the water. If water doesn't move, what happens to it? Stinky. 
Fraud. So he has a huge group of people. They're probably lying half on top of each other. Stinky, smelly, and waiting for this really horrible looking water to be moved. Okay. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred the water. Then whoever stepped in at first, after the stirring of the water, was made well of whatever disease he had. All right. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. It's a long time. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition for a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? Some of us have had conditions for so long, just like me, that I didn't know what it was like anymore to be healthy. That sickness had become my whole identity. And I just made do and I smiled and battled to breathe. And I did it until I met Jesus in a new way as my healer and the restorer of my life. He's restoring. Watch the spot. Watch the spot. I want to ask you some questions. Can I ask you some questions? Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered Jesus and said, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps in before me. I can't do it. It's too hard. The doctor said. I've got great respect for doctors. I believe that we need to pray for our doctors. Because there's some really good doctors out there that work with the Lord. And assist you with the progressive healing. And sometimes even a a supernatural healing like my sister Cindy. She got a professor operating on her. And he prayed for her. And there she is at the back today. She should have been dead. But look at God, what God has done. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed. Healing with a corresponding action. And walk. And immediately the man was made well. Took his bed and he walked. And that day was the Sabbath. So we've established he's been suffering for 38 years. We've established that the pool was stirred to get rid of the old and the stinky so that the fresh could come in. Maybe today you are being stirred in your heart to get rid of the old and stinky in your life. The things that you've made friends with or that you've been tolerating. Or maybe the things that have been given to you as your identity. That is not the identity that Jesus Christ has given you. Oh, this is just who I am. I'm going to be like this for the rest of my life. No! You don't have to. There's a quality of life that Jesus Christ gives. It's time we grab a hold of that and say, this is my portion. Because Jesus, you didn't die in vain. 
Not only did you die for my sins, you died for my health and my restoration. Do you want your life back? You see, the man lay there, inwardly and outwardly, losing hope. There's a couple of you here that have got emotional conditions and or physical conditions. And inwardly and outwardly, you're losing hope. I want you to know, just like Jesus saw the man lying there, Jesus sees you. He's looking into you. He knows you. And he says to you, do you want to be made well? Body, soul, and spirit. You see, when the man looked up at Jesus, something changed. His thought pattern changed. His thinking changed. His identity changed. Because in the eyes of Jesus, he saw himself walking. I want to say to you, look into the eyes of Jesus. Can I have the musicians here, please? Look into the eyes of Jesus. Do you want your life back? You've got to establish the new by looking into the eyes of Jesus. You've got to make a decision today that you will no longer align yourself or walk in agreement or confess your friendship with the spirit of infirmity. You know where the, uh, the spirit of infirmity is ruling well today? When you and your friends get together and discuss your illnesses. Oh, but you know, when I was in hospital, this happened to me. No, no, but you know what happened to me? I've been guilty of that. We all want to tell her how bad and sick we were. The spirit of infirmity's other really big friend is Google. The spirit of infirmity operates so well at Google. You read something and you realize, oh, I've got this symptom. That means I've got the sickness. That means I've actually got that terminal sickness. Oh, I'm going to die. Come on. It's just not me in my mind. Don't allow the spirit of infirmity, infirmity to rule. Don't allow Google to rule. Let Jesus rule. Let the word of God rule. Rather consult the word before you consult Google. Sometimes you need to change friendship circles. Sometimes you need to change jobs. You need to get around positive people who will build you up, who will speak the word. And you need to avoid some people that are always wallowing in their pity parties. Don't hang around negative people because they will bring doubt. Negative people embrace the spirit of infirmity. But we who are called of God, we embrace Jesus Christ. Amen. And if you're called of
within you and you're entitled to healing because God doesn't do bad things. God is a healer. God is a good, good God. A good father doesn't break his child's arm to teach the child a lesson. How weird. We will lock that person up. But we believe it of God. God's not teaching you a lesson. That's warped thinking. God is good. Yes, you can learn big lessons. I learned some pretty big lessons. I learned how not to be friends with the spirit of infirmity. Do I have tough days? Yes. But I've learned how to fight because I look up and I look into the eyes of Jesus and I see my healing manifested there. If you are in a fight for your health, get around happy people. Happy, happy, happy. Hebrews 13 verse 8. Say it with me. Jesus Christ. Come, say it with me. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed today's message. Our services are streamed live on our Facebook page every Sunday morning at 9.30. For more information and resources, please go to our website, www.frontlinecitychurch.co.za or look us up on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube.